Welcome to episode 6 of Bikes, Bands, Beers, and Backpacks, where I discuss my favorite things in life, including motorcycles, live music, adult beverages, and road trips and nature. In today's episode, I highlight my weekend up in Prince Albert National Park, and then I'll give you some of my top road trip accessories as I prepare to embark on my family road trip up to British Columbia this weekend. Stick around. On the weekend, the family and I headed up to Prince Albert National Park and the town of Waska Sioux. And for the first time that I think I've ever been there, it didn't even rain, which is pretty much unheard of there. Uh, we just had fabulous warm weather and the mosquitoes weren't even that bad for, I mean, they're bad, but not for Waska Sioux. Uh, we went up Thursday, stayed in Saskatoon and got to complete the, uh, actually not that rare quadfecta, I'd call it maybe, with my... Uh, my buddy Germs, he rode over to our hotel on his motorcycle. He brought some of his delicious homebrew Kolsch. And then we talked about his awesome time down at the Gateway Music Festival in Bangor, Saskatchewan that I touched on in episode three, I believe it was. So we got to see, he got to see some of his friends uh, in his band. He used to play in a band called Close Talker that I was playing and our good friend Matt Good from Northcote. Uh, we also discussed our upcoming road trips to BC. We're taking different routes, but we're both ending up in Kelowna for his brother's wedding. So what a perfect conversation to have and just perfect for, uh, for this podcast. Friday morning we got up and I took my wife downtown as she had a meeting at a corporate office and then I headed off to Collective Coffee for a main stop that I pretty much make every time I go to Saskatoon. Uh, it was nice there early in the morning, wasn't too busy, the delicious Cortado and then actually ran into my friend Steve from Hard Pressed which is next door and had a nice chat with him about uh, Waska Sioux and how he goes up there all the time and kind of our experiences dealing with wildlife and bears up there. So great to run into him. Picked up my wife and we headed up to Waska Sioux. Got there kind of mid-afternoon, able to explore the downtown area and have ice cream, which is what you always have to do when you get to Waska Sioux. We then set up our tents at Beaver Glen Campground and headed back down uh, south to Emma Lake where my wife's cousin has a new place down there and it was just great to see Emma. I'd never been to that area of Emma Lake and just a beautiful place. I went down to the beach after and just had just a great time, just amazing weather all weekend. So I headed back up to Waska Sioux for the night, got up Saturday morning and at the recommendation of Steve from Hard Pressed, uh, we actually went up to Hanging Hearts Lake where the kids and I rented a canoe for a couple hours. They were able to do a little bit of fishing, even caught a little fish. And my kids got bored after a little while, but they're mostly sick of dad fishing and sick of me getting my line caught and having to stop paddling to, to get that free, but oh well. And then we got off and they wouldn't shut up about what a great time they had. So I'm really glad we did that and really thank Steve for the recommendation. Probably add that to the, uh, the list of things to do in Waska Sioux when we go up there next time. We then headed over to a family get-together. That was kind of the reason we were up at Waska Sioux for the weekend. Uh, and there we had, I had some uh, delicious farmery uh, pale ale, which is a great... Uh, 
beer from Nipawa, Manitoba that you should definitely check out. And at the hall for the family get-together, there was a free pour open bar, which uh, is always great. can be a little bit dangerous, but uh, everyone behaved themselves more or less. And I was trying to make sure I didn't indulge too much as I wanted to be in good shape the next morning to go fishing off the uh, marina breakwater. So got up in good time, got our uh, site all cleaned up, and we were able to uh, drop me off there. Went fishing for about three hours there, caught seven walleye and just had a great time. Fantastic weather again. I was there just by myself. There was no one else with me, which was pretty surprising based on how good the fishing was. And I'll try and figure out a way to get back up there uh, before it gets too cold, maybe sometime this fall. Family came and picked me up from fishing and we went to the Waska Sioux River uh, nature hike. Oh, it's a nice little one kilometer half an hour walk it's all boardwalk so you could take uh you know a stroller or if someone's in a wheelchair they can do it so just nice to see uh you get to go into the forest and explore there you get there's a few signs talking about the different animals and uh ecosystems that are in the river there and we didn't see too too much uh wildlife a couple of nice birds and whatnot but it's just nice to be out walking mosquitoes did get pretty bad but Hey, that's Waska Sioux for you. Overall, just absolutely awesome time in Waska Sioux. I did notice that there did seem to be, you know, it's quite a bit busier than other weekends I've been up there. Partially, that's got to be due to the free park pass uh, for the national parks for Canada's 150th anniversary. It was also just an amazing weekend weather-wise. Um, but just great to see people out exploring the gorgeous amenities we have here in Saskatchewan. Hard to believe, but it is August 1st already, which in Saskatchewan means that summer is winding down, but not before my family and I take off on a three-state, three-province, 16-day family road trip out to British Columbia. And so I just want to discuss some of my favorite road trip essentials, uh, more specifically like stuff to have in the car with you as you're going with your kids. So first of all, most important is having good car chargers and multiple battery packs. My wife and I will both be doing a little work on the road, so we need to keep our computers charged as well as our phones and devices for playing music and podcasts and watching movies and whatnot in the car. So we try not to let our kids watch cartoons and, and movies the whole time. We do stuff like play 20 Questions and I Spy and... Uh, we have a Mad Lib uh, book, which is a great, great thing to get because it teaches kids English too, which is great. I could never remember what the difference between a verb and an adverb was till we started doing all these Mad Libs. But also great to see now Netflix and Amazon Prime allow you to download shows onto your device uh, to be able to play without using any data. And our kids don't have data on their devices, so nice to be able to you know watch some shows there we also have an external hard drive to hook up to my wife's computer with they have about a dozen movies on it so great for the car in the long days we'll be doing many 500k plus drives i know we have a couple 800 kilometer days and our last day is going to be about 1100 kilometers i think so not short days so there's only so much 
I spy you guys can play in a car before you need to just take a break and you know put a movie on for a couple hours. Also, since we're gone for 16 days, I'm sure at some point we're going to have uh, some rainy days. So it's nice to have some entertainment for everyone if we're stuck inside the tent. Same sort of thing goes for my Spotify account now that I can download songs onto so I can make some playlists, which I'm doing, and be able to play the music off my phone without using any any data. Or especially when we're in the you know inside the states for I think we're in there for six days. Secondly, while you're on your family road trip, I would make sure that you have easily accessible snacks. Nothing can uh, derail a road trip faster than a kid in the back screaming about how hungry he is, or even screaming about anything, not realizing that he's upset or she is upset because they're hungry. So we have a small cooler that's able to sit in front of the on the floor in front of my son's seat. He's only six. So his legs don't hit the ground or anything like that. And then there we have easy access to granola bars, cheese strings, fruits, veggies, uh, juice boxes, that kind of thing. So we also will be in somewhat remote places on our road trip. So it's not easy to just pull over to a gas station or a restaurant when uh, there isn't anything close. We will be tenting basically the entire time. And so the third thing is make sure to invest in a good air mattress or sleeping pad and make sure you have good sleeping bags. So to try and allow your uh, your sleeps to be very comfortable again, if you're uh, as much as if you're hungry, it's going to make you grumpy. If you're not getting good sleep, you're going to be grumpy as well. We have a four person tent that we we'll use most of the time. And inside that we fit a double and a single air mattress beside each other. It fits into the tent quite nicely. I'm usually the one who gets banished to the single air mattress, which is fine because I get a little more room, but uh, we kind of play musical beds a lot with uh, the wife and the kids. We're also bringing our two-man tent, and for that we have two backpacking air pads that we have been really impressed with. We got them from Atmosphere for, I think they were 50 bucks each, something like that. And they blow up in about 12 breaths and fold into about the size of a water bottle for packing away. So these are the ones I'll take on my motorcycle trips. They can fit into my saddlebag real easy. And for a guy my size, about 6'3", 230, that uh, it even keeps me off the ground. So even on them on my side. So really impressed with those for how small and lightweight they are and how easy they are to blow up. Great to have. Now, speaking of water bottles, that would be the last suggestion here on things to have on a family road trip. I absolutely despise paying for bottled water. So it is great that everyone in the car can have a good water bottle, hopefully at least a liter each that you can fill up kind of wherever you go. Also great to have when you end up doing some hiking or outdoor activities like we did when we went on our canoe trip up at Hanging Hearts in Waskasu. We were able to bring the three water bottles for myself and the two kids and that was plenty for our two-hour paddle. So we also have two kids water backpacks that we'll bring along for any hiking we want to do. We got those at Mech. They are fantastic. They fit a liter of water in each of them and then you can also fit a few snacks or you know a small article of clothing if you need to something like that. It's great as it gets the kids used to wearing a backpack and you know carrying some weight on their own without just dumping everything on mom and dad and it encourages them to stay hydrated as well so as much as they'll get upset if they're not eating they'll also get upset if they're thirsty so just great to kind of keep your road trip and your hike and your other or your outdoor activity on track by keeping everybody happy
So that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to hear some of my uh, suggestions for road trip accessories to have in the car. Love to hear what you guys do with your families or any suggestions you might have for what you think I should be doing differently. We take off bright and early Saturday morning, but I am going to try and get a road trip Thursday podcast on Thursday. Not sure which trip I will talk about yet, but uh, looking forward to it and still hoping to do some interviews with some people especially if we can get the uh, the Canadian numbers working up on Anchor instead of just American. But thanks for tuning in. Keep the rubber side down on the motorcycle and see you next time.